0: How the hell did the Sabres lose last night? I don't get it. We'll go through it. We'll talk about what it means. If anything, I'll go through our Explain Yourself segment, some tweets from last night as well, and we'll sail across the Atlantic. That's coming up here in the Locked on Sabres podcast. You're Locked on Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including our YouTube channel. Be sure to check us out there. Like and subscribe wherever you may be listening. You can leave a comment. You can leave a question. We always love reading those on the air here. Four to one. 4 to 1. Not Sabers over the Coyotes, like you might have been anticipating, but Coyotes over the Sabers, 4 to 1 on Tuesday night in front of a sparse crowd at KeyBank Center. Uh we'll go through how the hell the Coyotes pulled that off, what the the meaning of last night's game is if anything, and where the Sabers currently sit in the standings after three losses in a row to Carolina, Tampa, And now Arizona will go through some of my tweets from last night as well in our Explain Yourself segment in segment number two. So that is all ahead. Be sure to check us out on social media at Lockdown Sabres on Twitter at Sneaky Joe Sports on Twitter. And again, YouTube channel, like and subscribe, comment section, always a fiery place. So be careful out there. How the hell did they lose? How the hell did they lose the Arizona Coyotes? I mean, it's one of those games that just happens in the NHL where one team is far and away the better team on the ice, the better team on paper, and the result goes in the other direction because of a couple of bounces, because of a couple of unlucky breaks. And in this game for the Sabres, it would have been one goal that goes off of Dylan Cousins' foot uh, on the penalty kill and ends up going into the back of the net. There's another goal that goes off of Dylan Cousins' stick and into the net. I'm not really blaming Dylan Cousins on either one. I think it's a little reckless to have his stick where it hit stick was on the coyotes third goal of the game. Um, but otherwise, it was just unlucky for him that he happened to be the guy on both goals. It is just unlucky bounces, and the coyotes got very fortunate. And on top of two goals that they got lucky on, a big third factor in last night's game was. They got a night out of their goaltender. Uh, in fact, uh, Vegmelka was the number one star on the night uh, for the Coyotes. He turned away 32 of 33 shots on goal, including eight shots on the power play uh, for the, uh, for the sa- that the Sabres had. Because the Sabres had four power play opportunities in this game. They go one for four. Coyotes go one for three, by the way, with the one goal that goes off of Cousins' foot. So they got a star performance from Karel Vegmelka. Glad I will not have to say that for the rest of the season unless he plays again later in the year. A 970 save percentage for him. Because otherwise, Sabres are the better team in this game. I know it doesn't look like that on the scoreboard. It's an annoying game for Sabre fans. It's a frustrating game for Sabre fans. But I am not taking away anything from this game in a negative context. Uh, In fact, when we get to our Explain Yourself segment, I have a tweet about this that I don't want to write them off as being a bad team because they lost to the Arizona Coyotes when they dominated the game. They dominated possession. They dominated several different categories. They had a 71.8% expected goals for rate in this game. The Sabres had 68% of the shot attempts in this game. Scoring chances in this game. 27 for Buffalo, 9 for Arizona. They were far and away the best team on the ice, not even close. And to me, to criticize them and indict them as a team because they got unlucky on three counts against a bad Coyotes team is just unfair to that team. It just didn't go their way. They put that game on the ice. Nine times out of ten, they're going to win against that Coyotes team is the way I feel about it. So no bad things for me to take away, even though they lost. And, you know, in the standings, it's going to be frustrating. And if they come close to making the playoffs, which I think we're all hoping for late in the year, that might be a game that we point to uh, looking back is you lost to the Coyotes at home. You can't make the playoffs if you're losing to the Coyotes at home. So I guess it really depends what you're trying to do. But we'll talk more about that uh, coming up in our Explain Yourself segment. Other stats from this game. Uh, let's see. The Coyotes were very physical. They did out hit the Sabers, fifteen to twelve. I guess it's not too much uh, in favor of one way. Sabers won thirty five face offs. Only lost twenty three. As I mentioned, they went one for four on the power play. Uh, the Coyotes did have a four minute power play when Peyton Krebs took that high sticking call, which I thought was a little, uh, a little on the fence because. Yeah, you got to have control of your stick, but it was the Coyote player that made contact with Krebs that forced his stick up in the air that then hit a Coyote's player. So I didn't love that. Uh, takeaways in this game six to six. Giveaways five to six. Uh, pretty even on that front. The Sabers' one goal on the night was a very slick shot by Tage Thompson. The right side of the power play, which is usually not where he is. He's usually on the left and on his one-time side. Little toe drag to the middle, wires it, uh, top left corner to get his eighth goal of the season. Jack Quinn and Rasmus Dahlin get the assists on that one. Eric Comrie turns away 20 of 23. He could have been better. Comrie could have been better. He wasn't horrible on the night. But this is about four or five games in a row now where Comrie's been, oh, yeah, pretty good. But... Not like always oh, a starting goalie in the NHL level of good, but pretty good is where I want to stand with Comrie, I think, at this moment in time. Uh, we'll take a timeout here. We'll talk more about this game in depth within our explain yourself segment. We'll go through my tweets of the night, which in essence is my notebook from the night. And then we'll look at where the Sabres sit in the standings and what else happened in their division uh, on Tuesday night. That's coming up here in the Lockdown Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase. We are brought to you by Athletic Greens with one delicious scoop. Of AG1, you are absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. A special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto. Paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free. It's less than one gram of sugar. No GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything while still tasting good. You could... Put the scoop of powder into your drink every day. I like the droplets. I just put one little drop of it. I don't even notice that it's there. Uh, So it's completely up to you how you want to take it in. costs less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Uh, It's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. Backed by over 7,000 five-star reviews recommended by professional athletes, trusted by the leading health experts. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Joe DiBiase back here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. When you're done with us, make sure you make your second listen. Locked On Sports today from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Joe DiBiase on the show here trying to explain the 4-1 loss to the Arizona Coyotes, the Sabres dropped to 7-6 and six on the season with a third consecutive regulation loss, and it is time to explain yourself. So I will go through my tweets from the night, which in essence is my notebook from the night, thoughts that I put down on paper, and we'll start with uh, a tweet I had in the second period. I was at the game, so I wasn't on Twitter a ton, but... Actually, I missed one starting the first period. I tweeted, I feel like there's a middle stat. Damn, that guy is moving a million miles an hour out on the ice this this season. And I have actually been impressed. I feel like a lot of fans were not. You'll see that the comments, there's 14 comments. So I got a lot of pushback that middle Stat's actually not been that good. And the numbers don't really, you know, show that he's been great. But I've liked middle I think his skating is really nice. I think he's got to shoot the puck more and not be as fancy with his stick handling and his playmaking. I think he's got quick hands, but he's not as good of a stick handler as he thinks, but otherwise I think he's moving well. And that speed is a weapon on the Sabres team. And I think, I feel like he's around the net. He's getting chances. They're just not finding their way into the back of the net. So I tweeted, I feel like there's a middle stat. I'm not sure about that. Um, But I've been impressed with him this season as a a secondary scorer, even though he's not scoring a lot. My second uh, tweet, the Coyotes should pack their bags, take their arena, and head to the East Coast League. This was an area where I think the Sabres were tied 1-1, and they were buzzing around the Coyotes' end. There was a three-minute shift in the second period where Thompson was on the ice and Power was on the ice. And Skinner and Cousins and it, the guys were coming, going to the bench, coming out. Um, they, they were keeping a rotation going and had the Coyotes helmed in their own end for a sizable chunk of the second period. And they just, they looked like the worst hockey team you've ever seen, the Coyotes. And the Sabres didn't end up scoring. They had a lot of chances. They hit a post, I think, there. Olson did. There were a couple of nice saves made by Vegmelka. But I, I couldn't believe the Sabres didn't score in that shift because they looked dominant next tweet right at the end of the second period there were about 12 seconds left I tweeted I don't know if Granada has done this before but he has four forwards out there for ozone face off with 12 seconds to go and five on five I have not noticed that I wonder if people had nobody really commented that they had um but he had Thompson out there as a defenseman next to Rasmus Dahlin with 12 seconds to go and you know what that's not three seconds to go right it's not two seconds 12 seconds is enough time for Arizona to win the faceoff gather possession and go back in the other direction they almost did by the way um but I like that move it's an aggressive move you're probably going to have uh very a very slim chance of a, of, a, of Thompson having to play defense on the other side which you know the the risk there is that but the the upside is now I've got Thompson on his one-timer on the blue line with 12 seconds to go I'm really trying to take advantage of a scoring opportunity there so I liked that by Granado, a little creative. Um, don't see a lot of coaches doing that, but, you know, he's a risk taker, so I like it. Uh, next, A-plus to whoever played Mr. Brightside in the arena while we were all waiting. So this came in a, about a 20-minute delay when there was a Zamboni that broke down on the ice. And I, I we considered leaving in the second intermission. A lot of people were doing that. They were down at that point in time, the Zamboni stuck on the ice and they had to tow it off the ice with the other Zamboni. And then it got stuck in the, uh, in like the tunnel where there's only one gate out onto the ice and they needed to get the other Zamboni back out there, but couldn't. So there was a big delay and the DJ, whoever is in charge of the music at the Jumbotron, he put Mr. Brightside on Loved that. Uh, He he kept running through the sing along songs. He had, uh, I think some journey on in there. Um, trying to remember some of the other songs he put on there they also put Dion Dawkins of the bills who was up there uh, in the box they put him on the jumbotron to get people fired up so good good job by the by the jumbotron uh, people to, to try to keep people engaged in that uh, lengthy delay uh, I did retweet this one from at Buffalo wins RIP Ted Black laser Zamboni 2012 through 2022 I laughed at that um, remember Ted black made a big deal about that Zamboni and now it's it's uh, out of commission uh, we think. Um, the next one, I'm going to th- point this one out from Anthony from expected Buffalo, um, who had, a I thought a, a smart tweet in the third period yesterday, the Sabres can simultaneously be better than last year and still not close to playoff caliber. In fact, it was the most likely outcome heading into the year. I think that's starting to look more and more real, uh, as we progress here, but as I followed up with on that, I quote tweeted the charging Buffalo who tweeted about the Sabres control play from the second period on, but just can't buy a goal per pointed out their uh, kind of their deservo meter to win the game. And it was far in favor of the Sabres. And I tweeted making any negative indictment on this team season based on tonight is a mistake. It's a fluke. It happens. Now I was pointing to that that game nine times out of 10, the Sabres win it given how much they dominated possession and dominated the game. I don't – it depends what you're trying to figure out. I got into this with Matt Beauvais a little bit from WKBW Channel 7 here in Buffalo. He tweeted that it's a, bar, it's a part of the larger picture, and you can't be losing to the Coyotes if you plan on making the playoffs. And I think he's right in saying that. I guess it's what are you trying to figure out? And what Matt is probably trying to figure out is, is this a playoff team? And a lot of people are trying to figure that out. And if you're a playoff team losing to the Coyotes, it looks bad. I'm not there yet. I'm not trying to figure out if this team is going to make the playoffs. I think they're probably not going to, as Anthony tweeted from expected Buffalo. I'm trying to figure out if they're good. That's what I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to figure out if this team is someone that has taken a massive step from last year to this year. And when you're trying to figure out if they're good, you know, dominating the coyotes and losing because you had a couple of pucks go off a skate and a stick and their goalie stood on their head, I, I don't want to make a negative indictment on the Sabres of that. I, I don't think that meet, has to mean that they're not going in the right direction on the, on the much larger scope of things. So that's where I was coming from on that front. I'm trying to figure out if they're good still, not really if they're going to make the playoffs. I guess those two things, it might sound like they're the same thing, but I don't think they have to be the same thing. Um... Someone tweeted at me. I'll, I'll point this one out on our explain yourself segment as I go through my tweets from the Sabers lost to the Coyotes four to one. Tom tweeted, "Joe, they stink. Not one odd man rush. They can't pass their way up the ice. Can't skate up the ice. Blah, blah blah blah." I tweeted, "Odd man rushes on a team that has five players stacked up in its own net is a tough ask." It's really how the Coyotes were playing in the third period. They just everyone was back. Five men just back blocking shots. And like, how are you supposed to get an odd man rush when? The other team gets the puck. They just punt it out to center ice, and they just hang back and wait for you to attack again. I mean, they're, you're not going to get odd man rushes when that's happening. Uh, and then my final explain yourself tweet from the night. As if this game couldn't be couldn't have been any worse to attend, someone is wearing a Sabres Eric Stahl jersey on the way out. Can we just look back and re- remember when Eric Stahl was a Buffalo Sabre in front of no fans? That is the darkest time. In Saber history. I hate Eric Stahl. I always have 06 hurricanes. I don't care that he was a Saber for a couple of months. He didn't really seem like he was trying all that hard uh when he was a saber. And an Eric Stahl saber jersey is about as bad as it gets. Um, and that game was bad to attend. There weren't a lot of people there. Um, the sabers lost to the coyotes. There was a delay because the Zamboni broke down. It just, you know, not the best game, I guess, to attend. Uh, from this, from a Sabre fan perspective. All right, we'll come back and we'll wrap things up quickly with a sale across the Atlantic here on the lockdown Sabres podcast. Welcome back, Joe DiBiase and the lockdown Sabres podcast. Uh, let's wrap things up here on the show for tonight. And we're going to look at the standings in our explain yourself segment uh, for tonight's game, uh, Tuesday night's game, excuse me. And we're looking at it now in the Sabres after three regulation losses in a row are down in sixth in the Atlantic out of eight. They still sit six points ahead of Ottawa. The Senators are bad. They've lost six games in a row. They are one point ahead of Montreal. They're one point behind Florida and Tampa Bay. More importantly, three points back in Detroit. Now, I don't think Detroit's all that good. In fact, so far, I think the Sabres are a better team. Uh, goal differential, by the way. Look at that. Detroit only plus one. Sabres plus eight. The right wings are seven and six. There's three of their losses happen to come in overtime. So that's where the three-point gap comes. Is They're pushing teams to overtime, and the Sabres are not when they're losing. So I'm good. You know, this isn't, this isn't terribly unsurprising. Um, if you look at the first 13 games, 14 points in 13 games, and you're about as good as uh, you're better than Ottawa, at least. And I think you're better than Detroit, even though they sit in second. I think they'll come back down to earth. Um, so sky's, sky's not falling. Sky's not falling uh, to say the least. And then there was one game in the Atlantic division on Tuesday night that it did not involve the Buffalo Sabres and it is against their next opponent. The Vegas golden Knights beat the Toronto Maple Leafs in overtime four to three Toronto. Speaking of, uh, overtime losses, they have three overtime losses of their own. That's the difference between them and the Sabres in the standings, uh, so Toronto loses, Eichel gets a goal in that game. We'll talk more about the Golden Knights uh, before Thursday's game, of course, here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. But Toronto gets a win, Sabres lose, and they sit in sixth place. They do have a game in hand, though, on Toronto, uh, even though it's a little early for uh, a game in hand as a as even just a sentence. That's going to do it for us here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. Uh, we'll talk more about the Golden Knights and Jack Eichel. So we're going to talk – Uh, with Tony from Locked On Golden Knights on Thursday morning. I'm going to talk with him on Thursday morning. So that'll be a part of our preview of Thursday night's game. So come back for that. Uh, We'll do a little crossover show, and uh, hopefully we'll get a sellout for the Sabres and Golden Knights on Thursday. So we'll talk to you tomorrow here in the Locked On Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Now go make your second listen Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. We'll talk to you on Eichel Day tomorrow here on the Lockdown On Sabres podcast.